Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I'm Sam. I am. I'll be right back. I need to turn the volume down. All right. Welcome to the Lifeboat live stream. Uh, okay. Tonight, we're going to go through two important topics. Um, one is certainly the unraveling of the narrative that I think ties both of them together. And last week in the, or, or I guess earlier this week, because it was delayed a couple days, but in the previous show, one of you sent me a link in the comments towards the end of this doctor, an emergency doctor, talking about reverse transcriptase and what is happening um, as a result of these gene therapies, these active biologics being injected into people in the name of stopping COVID-19, which it's not doing. And uh, it is an excellent, um, I guess, reality check for what's coming and the impact that this is going to have on humanity. And we're going to, we're going to go through some of uh, his speech and so forth. And then there's also been just some incredible developments happening on the whole Q front. And, you know, we covered what's happening with the elections and so forth years ago. Well, it's all coming to a head. All of a sudden here, there is this giant storm, it seems brewing on the horizon you know, Trump has filed a RICO suit against Hillary Clinton. The laptop has come out with child porn on it. At the same time, they are uh, trying to appoint someone who's gone soft on child porn to the Supreme Court. And it's like, if you think we're not watching something that's been well scripted, I, I think there's a lot of evidence to support that, right? And so we're going to cover and walk through some of what's happening there, but I want to start. Oh boy. I don't even know where. Okay. Yeah, I do. Uh, let's go right here. So this is Del Bigtree. Now he's become really the Joe Rogan of sort of vaccines and, and health and wellness in general. He's been doing this show, the high wire, uh, for several years, even before the COVID vaccines came out, talking about <clears throat> people who were vaccine injured uh, by just the normal CDC schedule of uh, vaccinations, which has just been growing at leaps and bounds. I think it was under 14 when I was born. Now it's over 72 that they are recommending, 72 products. And of course, they grant the manufacturers liability and so forth so it's it, and it's a guaranteed perpetual revenue stream right when you get something in that schedule so that's maybe why it's growing um 
Well, he's finally pointing out to his audience of, I think about, it's in the millions, five, six million. Uh, does anyone else feel like there are more and more uh, headlines of people suddenly dying than usual? And he's pointing to the Foo Fighters drummer, second person in the group to have died. The other one was the stage manager, I guess not technically in the group, but, you know, the lead singer pushed all of them to get vaccinated, has vaccinated only concerts and so forth. And the drummer, the guy who's, you know, doing this kind of thing, I was a drummer, you burn a lot of cal, you get your cardio up playing the drums for, you know, a couple hours. It's a physical activity. And he's died of a heart attack. Now, amazingly, amazingly, they came out within 10 minutes and they're, you know, not 10 minutes, but 24 hours, which has a lot of the doctors saying, uh, man, that's, that's an amazing turnaround time to get all of those toxicology tests done for like every drug under the sun. And he was apparently under the influence of 10 different drugs, <laughs> some legal, some opioids and, and so forth. Diazepam, I think was one. And so clearly that's what killed him. And this is not a cover up. So he's asking the question, and that was one of the things that I kind of said, I think, at the beginning of the month is this is the month that it comes out. And I thought, you know, we'd be the normies figuring it out by now, but I think we're well down that road at this point, And this is a critical step in the path because what's happened, I mean, in the last few months, it was like a couple a week of not just vaccine injured people dying, but uh, are vaccinated people dying, but noteworthy. Like, you know, they're in a band. They were an athlete, a former NFL Hall of Famer. We had the baseball, you know, some of these are old, like the baseball player, but we also had some retired NFL players. We had uh, oh, just a couple weeks ago, former junior world champion, John Paul dies at age 28. He's in incredible shape. And it's happening now all of a sudden, like I would say every day, I'm seeing some new noteworthy person has died, you know, of a heart attack, of died suddenly, unexpectedly, whatever. And think about what we talked about in the last show. This is going to 5X from here, right? We have the, that's what the insurance companies are actually expecting. So what do what are they going to possibly say when it's three five people in the average day that are dying like noteworthy people that are out in the public eye? That's what we're accelerating to. Okay, and I wish that it just stopped there. Like that would be the extent of the damage. The people who took it, they die off, which is you know sad and tragic. But that's not the end of the story because of the changes to our DNA, which have been done as a result of this. So I've talked to you guys months ago, I think it was over a year ago at this point, after Finger Painting Girl, for those of you that remember that story, <clears throat> about like, I'm done, I'm dropping out of dating really, because you have all of these vaccinated people having viral outbreaks of herpes and uh, shingles and everything else. 
you have the shedding going on where just people who are around others, females that are around their friends who are vaccinated and their period shortens to 22 days and then it goes back to normal. And then if they're around those people again, shortens back to 22 days. You have some that bleed. Oops, someone's raising their hand in the group in the chat saying, yeah, that's me. Um, you know, all of these things are happening, suggesting that this is impacting fertility, reproduction, ovaries. Okay. And it, and it's, that's just scratching the surface. That's one of the things that we're going to go into here because the changes, the, the fact that it's doing the reverse transcriptase, and we have that study that says within six hours in the liver, it's reverse transcribed into your cellular DNA which means it's going to get passed on to future cells, to future offspring. And it's a bit of a problem, as we'll learn tonight. So let's, <clears throat> let's jump in. I want to, uh, we'll come back to that. Let me get over to the video. So. And then I made my mistake. I turned my brain off. And I didn't think about reverse transcriptase again until about a week ago. And what popped up was one of the articles I was reading was supposedly a leak from a Moderna production line engineer and one of his colleagues. And what he leaked out onto 4chan, which is the most conspiratorial of all conspiratorial websites, was that he was a production line engineer and manager, and on the Moderna production line in December of 2020, this is when the first vaccines were being rolled out, he noticed something very unusual. There were manual ad ingredients, and that's very out of the ordinary for a vaccine that they're trying to make millions of doses for. If they're making millions of doses of something, they dump the ingredients into the machine, go home, have a coffee, come back the next day, collect the pre-filled vials. But unlike any other vaccine or production line that he was involved with, the Moderna vaccines had manually added ingredients that no one knew about. So he looked into it. Now. Back in the 90s, when I was learning cell biology, I learned about reverse transcriptase. And whenever they find a new protein or something that it does, the first thing that gets developed is an inhibitor, how to turn off that protein, even if it's present. Well, 20 years later with progress, they found the opposite of an in inhibitor. They found an activator. And they were putting that in the Moderna injections, according to this production engineer. So I thought to myself, why on God's earth would they put a reverse transcriptase stimulator into the injections unless they intentionally wanted all the mRNAs in their injections to be permanently integrated into the DNA? That's the spike protein and two proteins to inhibit successful healthy ovaries from doing their job. So this is Earn Racing on I-R-N-I-E Racing on uh, Rumble.com. 
you want to go find his channel and we're going to look at some more clips of that but he just kind of broke down what uh something that's been echoed by one of the whistleblowers that i talked to who was uh working at a subcontractor so a lot of people think well they made this stuff no they basically go to a company like the one this whistleblower works with and uh would order the mrna um, formulation produced and these labs would do it and i mean he's talking about manual ad ingredients well i was told they are in a laboratory going through this very specific process and they have like um tubes that they pour the solution through that has a special coating to capture and filter out some of the byproducts and so forth to purify it. And you end up with this little speck in a test tube uh, that's $20,000 or $200,000. It's a little bigger. Uh, And that's how the mRNA is produced. Well, even under those controlled conditions, they would do the experiment and still get different results. So there's no way these things were safe. The fact that these things are degrading, uh, if they're not frozen, and we know how what, what an absolute joke the quality control was for the trial sites. For I watched a video last week of, uh, I think it was Dallas County, getting their vaccine distributions, and there's a FedEx guy there waiting. They've opened up the boxes, and they're <clears throat> dividing them out in the parking lot. And it's literally like a matter of minutes before they fall out of the specified temperature range. So you can't even like, it's not like you're at home opening the refrigerator and looking through and deciding what you want to eat. You got to move in, pull your stuff out and get it back fast if it's not being used. And so that wasn't done. They're not even getting consistent results out of the, the process. So like, How did they even get a consistent process? This engineer that he's talking about, he was also, I think, the one that talked, that mentioned how in the world are they producing this volume of vaccines for the whole entire world? Like, there's no way that they're doing it. And it suggested, well, maybe a whole bunch of the shots were just sailing the first time around. And then they just roll out, they get more and more after each one. We have the, uh, how bad is my batch.com where you can go and check and see, you know, if you've taken this, are you in one of the 5% lots that does, that has 100% of the deaths. And I think most of the people I know that are vaccine injured that have gone and checked, they are. So, I guess open your mind enough to at least consider what he's having to say here, okay? And the three mechanisms for cancer I I listed was molecular mimicry. If a child's body is producing spike proteins, it won't be able to recognize cancer cells as well. The other one was interference with normal child proteins that every cell makes cell proteins that every cell, when it's healthy, those proteins prevent cancer, they prevent mutagenesis and DNA damage. The third mechanism... And both of those, by the way, are absolutely happening. 
Okay. So I think it's the MHS three and six that combine to do that DNA kind of think of it like a checksum in computer terms, verifying the validity. Did it get produced correctly? And is this something we should incorporate? Yes or no. If it's no, it destroys it. If it's yes, it, it gets a pass. Well, that MHS3 is getting utilized and drawn in to produce the spike protein. So when it's time to do that verification, the, the threes are depleted. They can't pair with the six and can't do that validation. So that's absolutely happening. And the three mechanisms for cancer I, I listed was molecular mimicry child proteins that every cell makes cell proteins that every cell when it's healthy those proteins prevent cancer they prevent mutagenesis and DNA damage the third mechanism I talked about was reverse transcriptase and that's the enzyme that's in some cells of the body that can take anything that's mRNA and change it into DNA so a couple weeks after that speech, I got somewhat famous and I ended up on a Zoom call with one very famous cell biologist and geneticist who is a, a big part of the truth movement. I, I, I'm thinking that's Dr. Malone, but I'm not sure if anybody knows in the chat. Let me know, please. I haven't looked that up yet. And I mentioned the reverse transcriptase issue and he said, Oh, don't worry about reverse transcriptase. That's not a significant problem. So he basically got called off of this early on by someone, you know, a prominent member of the community of the truth movement, I guess, if you want to call it that saying, Oh no, it's nothing. And, and now the reason I'm suspecting Dr. Malone, he also said that the, um, Oh gosh, the read through risk of the, the pseudouridine, he said, oh, that's not a concern either. I think it absolutely is. Um, anyway, okay, let's keep going. And what popped up was one of the articles I was reading. So this is when he kind of came around. So he had that happen last year. And then four months later, this was, I think, a couple weeks ago or a week ago, he had this realization of what he had taken part in, and that's what he's describing. Was supposedly a leak from a Moderna production line engineer and one of his colleagues. And what he leaked out onto 4chan, which is the most conspiratorial of all conspiratorial websites, was that he was a production line engineer and manager, and on the Moderna production line in December, of 2020, this is when the first vaccines were being rolled out, he noticed something very unusual. There were manual ad ingredients. And that's very out of the ordinary for a vaccine that they're trying to make millions of doses for. If they're making millions of doses of something, they dump the ingredients into the machine, go home, have a coffee, come back the next day, collect the pre-filled vials. But unlike any other vaccine or production line that he was involved with, the Moderna vaccines had manually added ingredients that no one knew about. So he looked into it. One of the supposed ingredients he alleged on his 4chan post was a 
mRNA for a protein called cytochrome P19A. And there was another one whose acronym I actually don't remember right now. But what was significant is these are two proteins that are involved in ovaries, in having ovaries be able to ovulate and develop successful eggs. People who have mutated versions of these proteins, they have premature ovarian failure. They can't have kids. <clears throat> they don't ovulate. And any eggs that they do ovulate can't turn into embryos. And I thought to myself, this is like pure evil. Like why would they be deliberately putting on top of spike protein genes into their vaccines? Now they're putting infertility genes? And I felt enraged. But there was something that David Martin said in one of his lectures um, that still sticks with me. He's like, and he said basically to the effect if you withhold judgment, you will be able to see more clearly what's going on. So I put that rage in a bottle and I looked clearly at what was going on again. You had three mRNAs, according to this Moderna engineer, in the injections. A spike protein and two proteins for mutated versions of ovarian proteins. And one of the other ingredients that this production engineer said was going in it was something that I had never known even existed. And that's for a reverse transcriptase stimulator. Now, back in the 90s when I was learning cell biology, I learned about reverse transcriptase. And whenever they find a new protein or something that it does, the first thing that gets developed is an inhibitor, how to turn off that protein even if it's present. Well. 20 years later with progress, they found the opposite of an in inhibitor, they found an activator. And they were putting that in the Moderna injections, according to this production engineer. So I thought to myself, why on God's earth would they put a reverse transcriptase stimulator into the injections, unless they intentionally wanted all the RN mRNAs in their injections to be permanently integrated into the DNA. That's the spike protein and two proteins to inhibit successful healthy ovaries from doing their job. There was another study. It came out about the summertime of 2021. That was a leaked study from Japan. You don't have to read Japanese to understand the study because the tables are in English and so are the pictures. There's three organs that are targeted by the lipid nanoparticle. And this is a lipid nanoparticle that every single one of us paid to create because this was made at UBC. It was researched and developed at UBC. First, the lipid nanoparticle targets the spleen, then the liver, and then ovaries. Those were the three organs that the lipid nanoparticles ended up in the highest concentrations when they looked at the rats after 48 hours. 48 hours after the injection, liver, spleen, and ovary. Now you can't tell me that's a coincidence. Two inhibitors 
of ovulation and a lipid nanoparticle that's designed to carry that mRNA to the ovaries. So then I turned my brain on again and I thought back to what I was talking about in November and I realized the biggest mistake I've ever made. This might have cost a billion children their futures. Reverse transcriptase doesn't only cause cancer. If something is reverse transcribed and alters the DNA of a sperm or an egg, that DNA change, if that sperm or egg survives and turns into a human being, lasts forever. The entire human genome has been poisoned with a gene that has never been in the human genome ever in history. About 5 billion people out of 7 billion people on this planet have been injected. About 2.5 million of, two and a half billion of them are women. About 1.25 billion, so half of that, are women of childbearing age. That means they can have children. There's 1.25 billion women out there that are capable of having children with a genetic alteration. The genetic alteration we know about is the spike protein. Which is a toxic bioweapon, right? So that's the real, like this is going to be passed on and on and on to future generations. We know that they're shedding this and we don't know what levels it's going to be at and so forth, but we know that they are shedding these spikes and that they are having an, an effect on the people around them and their reproductive systems. That's happened to me. That's happened to a lot of, a lot of people. And that's not even all of it. And then maybe these two other mRNA sequences that were inserted into the Moderna injections. I do not know if Pfizer did the same thing. Now, if that spike protein gets put into a transcribed region of the DNA, and a transcribed region of the DNA is the part of the DNA that's in everyone's body that's active, that's making proteins. The part of the DNA that's being used to make fingernails, hair, proteins for my brain to keep thinking, digestion proteins. Those are reading frames, they call it, because the body reads the DNA and makes proteins based on what it read. There's something else in the DNA called a non-reading frame. Those are parts of the DNA that are silent, that are not transcribed. And the spike protein appears to be so toxic that if an embryo ever had a spike protein gene, that spike protein DNA reverse transcribed from spike protein mRNA, that embryo would probably die because it's making spike proteins instead of new fingers, new arms, new legs, new feet. However, if that spike protein gene ends up in a non-reading frame. That embryo has a good chance of growing up to be a perfectly healthy baby, a perfectly healthy child 
a perfectly healthy adult because that spike protein DNA is hidden in an inactive part of the DNA. You understand that. They are carriers now of this DNA that in future generations could give offspring that produce the spike protein or that you're unable to have children with because the um, fetus starts to produce at some point in the process, spike protein starts getting produced and the fetus dies. But that doesn't mean that we're all clear because every generation when a new embryo is made, there's something called recombination, where the genes from mothers and the genes of fathers are mixed together. And when recombination happens, genes that were previously inactive can get reactivated. So now all of a sudden, even though you had a healthy child who grew up into a healthy adult who's able to have kids, the grandkids are going to be suffering from spike protein problems because their DNA has been tainted because of what happened here in the past two years. This has never been done in human history that we know about before. That a genetic toxin has been put into the entire human genome a genetic toxin that is capable of hiding and skipping generations. This is what has been done to us. I could have realized this in November if I had kept thinking about reverse transcriptase, if I didn't listen to that expert who I thought knew more than me. So what can we learn from this mistake? No matter what your abilities are, no matter what your inabilities are, please use what the Creator gave you to its fullest. Don't let anybody, expert or non-expert, fool you into not using what you're capable of doing. I should have came, come up with this message in November, but it's better late than never. So I really want everyone to share this as far and wide as possible. Okay, now, this is the Informed Consent Action Network. Um, so this is Del Bigtree's uh, government nonprofit, government registered nonprofit that collects all the donations and then they fund the outreach arm, which is the high wire. And then they also fund certain legal challenges like, uh, you know, the, uh, Aaron Siri is their lawyer who does a lot of these FOIA requests. He was also working on the, the group that filed suit to get the FDA, um, to re release schedule done. That's why we've seen the 10,000 documents or that have first come out or, or that have come out so far that showed us, I think it's 1,223 deaths in the first three months of the rollout and over almost 1,300 different types of adverse reactions. 
So we know that because of these guys and what they've done. And so again, you know, superstars here and they're breaking down some more information that I want you guys to, to know about. So we're going to actually read through this. Pfizer's own informed consent document recently obtained by ICANN shows it discloses potential concerns, including myocarditis, original antigenic SEN, and birth defects, while the FDA and CDC whitewash these concerns to declare these products safe and effective. And I pause there because I want you to think about what we just heard about what these things are doing, not just to us, but to future generations, okay? And why that's a risk. And the fact that they might have put activators in there to make this happen. We are in a depopulation event. It's been pushed with the Holocaust. That's what all the, you know, uh, job mandates and so forth were. But instead of gas chambers, and those are a little too obvious, they've swapped them for delayed reaction soft kill injectables. And that's what's underway. And it's about to be broken out into the open here. So listen to this. ICANN has now obtained the materials used by Cincinnati Children's Hospital in conducting its studies of the Pfizer booster vaccine, including in children. The documents prepared in consultation with Pfizer. Now, again, this is clinical data. So we had Brooke Jackson on and she explained to us the difference between Pfizer data submitted to the FDA and clinical data collected at the site, which the FDA should be doing its job and actually visiting and seeing what's happening, happening, seeing how these trials are conducted because it was a shit show based on what Brooke told us. Uh, these documents prepared in consultation with Pfizer tell us a lot about how Pfizer understands the risks of its products. Okay, so this is what Pfizer looked at to, uh, you know, run these trials and so forth. Pfizer is clearly worried about the risks of myocarditis, heart inflammation in kids. Pfizer's own informed consent documents reveal that the risk of myocarditis may be as high as one in a thousand. And so we've got, here's their little chart informed consent document that they give out and here's another one and you can see right here they both have this chart rare one in well, it's not going to highlight rare between one in 1000 and one in 10,000 people swelling of the face or lips though you know that's not reported in children the report says comma myocarditis we'll just throw that one in there there's up to a one in 1000 chance that your kid will get myocarditis if you give them this shot. Why is that a concern? Well, here's uh, you know case series from Seattle Children's on mRNA vaccines associated with myocarditis. 68% had a persistent LGE, now that's a scar on the heart, on follow-up mRNA. MIS-C myocarditis studies, I think that's just naturally developed. I don't know the distinction or the code, what that's for. Uh, so far have not shown any scar on or any scarring. Vax myocarditis is worse than MIS-C myocarditis, which is exactly what Dr. Peter McCullough has told us, been telling us for months and months and months, that the kids who are vaccine injured developing myocarditis from vaccine injury versus from getting COVID 
are far worse off. Okay. And what do they do? They pan it off as like, oh, you know, well, it's actually right down here. Post-vaccination myocarditis is typically mild and self-limiting. Note, all children were discharged home within at most a few days. Yeah. With a new scar on their heart of dead tissue that no longer functions. Okay. And here's John Doe saying, sure, it's treatable, but the long-term effects are terminal in most cases. And that's, you know, that's what the data shows over and over and over again is that there is a very high mortality rate with people who develop myocarditis. But they just want to write it off as, well, it's no big deal if your kid gets myocarditis, but yet when it comes time to put their butt on the line, now they're ready to tell the truth and disclose the facts here. Okay. Pfizer is clearly worried about, let me see if that's the right place. Yeah, clearly worried about the risks of myocarditis, heart inflammation in kids, one in 1,000. But the FDA and CDC blithely ignored this risk in approving the Pfizer mRNA shot in kids. Only after rushing this product through the approval process did the CDC begrudgingly admit that myocarditis and pericarditis have rarely been reported, especially in adolescents and young adult males within several days after COVID-19 vaccination. Pfizer is also aware aware of the possibility of original antigenic SEN and pathogenic priming. What is that? So unwanted immune response that leaves one worse off in response to a virus than if it had done nothing. How many times have I shown you charts of efficacy going negative in the government's own data sets? We've done it dozens of times. You get a temporary boost period and then it falls off and it doesn't leave you at zero in line with the unvaccinated. No, no, you become two and a half times, two to three times more likely to catch COVID. Pathogenic priming is a reality and they know it. And now they're disclosing it like, well, I mean, maybe this could happen. We told you maybe, so we're not responsible for all of these. They're covering their ass because they know what's coming. And they think that like, they're somehow miraculously the cronies running the government are going to let them help them get away with this for bribes and fame and fortune. Pfizer warns parents of clinical trial participants that it quote, it can't be ruled out that the study, uh, that the study vaccine could make a later COVID-19 illness more severe. Yeah, the FDA and CDC go to great lengths to hide that information while proclaiming safe and effective over and over again, like a mantra. Pfizer appears very worried about the potential of tetragenesis, remember, and, and mutagenesis. Remember the doctor saying that? What is tetragenesis? It's harm to a developing fetus, meaning the spike protein is, gets, you know, in the luck of the draw, those genes get activated. And it starts expressing, meaning it starts the body, the cells start producing the spike protein, which are toxic, and kill the fetus. So they know about the risk of tetragenesis. 
They know about the risk of mutagenesis. They might have even made it do that with their activator to, to cause it to reverse transcribe, which it does brilliantly within six hours in the liver post-injection. So even though this is a trial in children, right, Pfizer disclosed to the parents of these children that the effects of COVID-19 vaccine on sperm, a pregnancy, a fetus, and this is all a quote, or a nursing child are not known. Meaning this shot could be affecting them 20 years from now, 40 years from now. We just, we really don't know. But then Pfizer uh, goes even further to state that, quote, if your daughter is pregnant, planning to become pregnant, or is breastfeeding a baby, she cannot be in the study as there may be risks to the unborn baby or nursing baby. Nobody knows what those risks are right now. Quote, if your daughter becomes pregnant, she will have to leave the study. Quote, if your child is a boy and he thinks he may have gotten a girl pregnant, he or you must tell your child's study doctor immediately. <laughs> Wonder why. Because this thing is very likely sexually transmitted, folks. As I said over a year ago, when I dropped out of dating, and especially anyone that is vaccinated. The study doctor may ask for information about the pregnancy and the birth of the baby. The study doctor may share this information with others who are working on this study. Quote, if your son is taking part in the study, he will not be allowed to donate sperm for at least 28 days after his last vaccination. Why is that? Let's just pause to acknowledge just how deeply unsettling this language is. But it goes to, to show that Pfizer wanted to make sure that they had no data at all on pregnancy outcomes, right? They're excluding all of that. But you have the CDC recommending to pregnant women to get a vaccine vaccinated. It's scientifically unsound to say the least. I mean, you've got Rochelle Lewinsky going on one of these morning shows and yeah, perfectly safe. Go get your shot. Pregnant women. It will protect you and the baby. Those were her talking points. Compare these two statements quote, <clears throat> accumulating data provide evidence of both the safety and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccination in pregnancy from the CDC with quote, available data on commonarity administered to pregnant women are insufficient to inform vaccine associated risks in pregnancy end quote. And that's from Pfizer. Do those two statements sound like they're saying the same thing or is somebody lying? The FDA and CDC have a job to do, evaluate the evidence without bias to keep the public safe. Instead, the FDA and CDC have turned themselves into a marketing department on behalf of the pharmaceutical cartels. Sorry, they're not an industry when they push products that cause people's deaths to make billions of dollars. They are cartels and it's time we start referring to them appropriately. The American people deserve better than this. Yes, I agree. So. Anyway, great job from these guys once again. <sighs> Let's go back because there's more, right? There's lots more. But the other aspect of this, the medical ethics lecture, <clears throat> is what do we do with all those people? Because after getting an injection, 
my suspicion is it's going to be incredibly difficult for any woman of childbearing age who got this injection to get pregnant in the first place. And if by some miracle someone who got the injection manages to have a child. We are literally going into child of man territory here. If you don't know what that is, it's this apocalyptic movie where nobody can have kids anymore. And there's one lady that has this baby and like they're fighting in this. I'm, there's a little bit of a spoiler alert here. Okay, sorry. But, you know, watch it because of the clues that it gives you of the kind of world we might be going into. Um, they're, they're fighting for each other because, you know, nobody's got anything really to live for. There, there is no next generation. And all of a sudden they hear this baby crying and both sides just stop and in awe of, oh my gosh. And they're trying to, you know, get to this place out on the ocean, I believe it is. That's the world that we're heading into. This is what um, Handmaiden's Tale was also all about. You had a handful of women who were capable of getting pregnant. And of course, the government, the leaders like Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Jen Psaki, they're the ones that deserve the kids. So they would both kidnap the kids that are out there, you know, for, for their own protection so they could have big families of five while everybody else didn't have kids overrode the parents' rights, just eroded them away a little bit of a time, a little bit more, a little bit there, just like they've done with COVID. They're doing it all over again. I mean, this that movie was spectacular, and I think it's going to be more true than not. It was, I think it was very um, revealing of the world we might be going into in some places, right? Right, somebody's put the IMDb for Children of Men here. Yeah, let me actually bring that up here. This is the movie Children of Men. Here we can play the clip. The world was stunned today by the death of Diego Ricardo, the youngest person on the planet. He was 18 years, four months, 20 days, 16 hours, and eight minutes old. ultimate mystery why are women infertile some of them say it's genetic experiments pollution why do you think we can't make babies anymore it doesn't matter too late oh theo i'm sorry about the theatrics at least it's been a pain lately i haven't seen you for nearly 20 years I need your help not for me girl I need to get her to the coast past security checkpoints so why did you come to me i trust you She's pregnant. Now you know it's at stake. But tomorrow, it's a hospital ship disguised as a fishing boat. They'll take us. So, that's the world we might be going into as a result of these things. Down the line, as this further pushes out into the gene pool. Right now, it's still fairly well defined, assuming the shedding isn't creating this effect it might have in me who knows so this is this is serious folks
All right, let's go back to here. What are you going to do about that? Are we going to tell that child, nope, your mom got a genetic in injection. You might be a silent carrier of a genetic experiment created by Pfizer. We can't let you have children. Otherwise, this genetic poison created by the pharmaceutical industry will continue to plague the entire human species for the rest of eternity. Can we say that to a child? I don't think I have the heart to. But then what's the question? What's the alternative? That we have this genetically evil product that's been placed into human beings, into the... That would literally bifurcate society, I guess. I mean, the world that you would need to segregate that is is as dystopian as what they're presenting right now anyway. The entire human species through deceit. Do we have that for the rest of eternity? I don't know. My hope is that at some point, science and technology might be able to pick all those genetic contaminants all those spike protein DNAs no out of someone's body. They're so far from that. But according to the science and genetics I've learned, that's a near impossible task. Because if someone grows into a successful human being from an embryo that has a silent insertion of spike protein DNA, every cell in their body also has that hidden segment of spike protein DNA and pulling that out of every cell of someone's body, that's not a technology that I'm aware of. So what can we do? Do we commit another sin? And then tell that child who survived by some miracle that they can't have children of their own? Or do we try and find some other alternative? I don't know but I'll continue to think about it. So thank you for your attention. I have a person with a question. Anyone who's had this injection has the potential of having spike protein DNA in every cell of their body. The most likely cells to have spike protein DNA are liver, spleen, and ovary, at least according to the studies that have been made. So, that's the new reality that we're heading into, folks. Let me see. I think I want to go maybe not yet. Okay. No, let's go back here. Sorry. Bear with me for just a second here. I want to show you this clip from one of my least favorite dudes. Uh, this is 
Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister information daily. of New Zealand, informing her peasants uh, where they can get the truth about COVID-19 and the vaccines and their safety. I mean, it's like I'm watching 1984, V for Vendetta. Watch, watch. You can trust us as a source of that information. Uh, You can also trust the Director General of Health and the Ministry of Health. For that information, do feel free to visit at any time to clarify any rumor you may hear, covid19.govt.nz. Otherwise, dismiss anything else. We will continue to be your single source of truth. We We are the single source of truth. Don't listen to anyone else. We will tell you, we will dictate to you reality. And you will take it and you will like it. Provide information frequently. We will share everything we can. Uh, everything you are, else you... Everything they're willing to. See, um, a grain of salt. Uh, and so I really ask people to focus The most egregious example of that appears to be this text which originated in Malaysia and has kind of a, has become a viral hoax in Australia and in New Zealand. How irresponsible is it the people that are sharing that news of a lockdown imminent in New Zealand? Yeah, and, and look, that's the kind of thing that adds um, to the anxiety that people feel. Hmm. So I continue to... Sh- it's not the government adding to that anxiety. No, it's the leakers telling people what the government's about to do to them. The message: New Zealanders must prepare, but do not panic. Prepare, and and when you see those messages, remember that unless you hear it from us, um, it is not the truth. Oh, so and I weird. really ask people: just visit um, uh, COVID19.govt.nz. It has all of the up-to-date information, and we will continue to provide everything you need to know. If you didn't hear it from us, it's not true. And we will continue to provide everything you need to know. (laughs) Have you any idea how desperate these people are right now? Have you? As it dawns on them, what's coming? Explain to the people what the fuck this is. This is a heart monitor from the vaccine that I took. What happened? (laughs) Gave me a pericarditis of my heart. Which vaccine did you take? Pfizer. Was this your first, second? All three. You took all three, and what did it do to you? It gave me pericarditis of my heart. What the fuck is that? It's my heart's inflamed. (laughs) Yeah. You part black, right? Yeah. The black part of you is slapping you. Uh, fucking guy oh my god what a lot of regret a lot of regret a lot of regret thanks covid (laughs) we're out of here it's not covid that did it did that to him it's the vaccine there are a lot of people showing up injured and he's in the you know he's more likely to be dead in three to five years than he is alive That's the reality of his situation. These shots are taking years to decades off of people's lives. And they know it. They know the long-term risk to the the future of humanity. And they're just going along with it. Like, mm, yeah. Folks, 
<sighs> Where do we even start? Okay. Let's shift here. If anybody wants to jump in with comments about that, uh, either in chat or uh, on spaces, if you want to come on and talk about any of that stuff that we just covered, we're going to go into do so now and I'll bring you in. Otherwise, we're going to go into um, what's been happening with like Trump and the whole Q thing. And just, I mean, there's a lot of things are starting to happen again. Okay. And I want you to watch Matt Tabby did a really great video here. It looks like y'all are quiet. So, and I want you guys to watch it. Incriminating evidence allegedly found on a laptop belonging to Biden. Some sort of Russian disinformation campaign effort. One eternity later. (laughs) Biden emails finally authenticated according to the New York Times. Yeah. It's rewind time. It's a lie. Altered or fake. Unverified emails. The story did not quite land due to the lack of verification. Let's see. What can't be verified? The laptop. Why do you say that? Well, because it can't be verified. I don't even want to report this. This is the one of the most powerful families in Washington. I'm a journalist. Okay, I would love if you guys would start doing that verification. No, we're not going to do your work for you. It's a journalist's job. Not anymore. For all we know, these emails are made up. Not really stories, just pure distractions. No serious journalist should fall for it. It's a journalist's job to, to, to find out if this is verified. The bottom line is we cannot confirm the story. Experts say the emails cannot be authenticated. The mainstream media is not reporting on this story because we can't authenticate this material. Um, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop material is genuine. Genuine. This is a classic example of the right-wing media machine. It just lacks credibility. The fact that it appeared in the New York Post. The only place low enough to put this orphan bastard story in print. Obvious disinformation. It is so obviously a Russian operation. So obviously disinformation. So obviously a Russian plot. Tell me why. I absolutely love this compilation that he's put together. It is so, it should be so obvious how co-opted. And, uh, you know, who is the real disinformation agent at play today? It's so obviously a Russian plot to you. This is uh, just classic textbook Soviet-Russian tradecraft at work. Right, exactly. That's Clapper. He's one of the bad guys. One of the really bad guys trying to get away with his crimes. Exactly, and this is classic, very classic uh, Russian disinformation tactic. Your classic disinformation campaign. We shouldn't look at it as anything other than a Russian disinformation operation. Amazing how they all come to the same conclusion. Of course, the same time that that comes out, they're banning accounts, like mine was one of them that was censored, for posting a link to the laptop photos, which have now come out and been proven as authentic acknowledged by the New York times. Why now all of a sudden, right as they're pointing this pedophile Supreme court justice. uh, Okay. Sorry. I just said that wrong. A Supreme court justice who has gone lightly give handed out light sentences on pedophiles. 
known Kremlin disinformation. Russians would be my number one guess. Obviously, Russia. Russian disinformation operation. Russian disinformation. Pushing Russian disinformation. It does bear the hallmarks of Russian disinformation. Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo. Hunter Biden's laptop looks like it's tied to Vladimir Putin in Moscow. <laughs> is that laptop yours? I don't know. I, I truly... The, you don't know. The serious answer is that I truly do not know the answer to that. <laughs> Did you leave a, a laptop with a repairman not in Wilmington? Not, not that you remember. No. No. I truly don't know. Are you missing a laptop? Not that I know of. <laughs> this whole operation looks right out of the Kremlin playbook. The playbook. Did that sound credible to you? Because I'm not really buying his story. Sounds like he's just coming up with whatever bullshit he could say to hopefully explain this shit on how all those pictures of him are are getting released now they're all fakes is that is that what's going on is that the russian disinfo story that they faked all these pictures and no photoshop experts have found telltale signs yet Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation put into the haystack. Russian disinfo. Sounds like bullshit. I mean, who takes a laptop with their most personal information, drops it off, and never comes back for it? Crackhead, maybe? <laughs> Read the book and you'll realize that I wasn't keeping the tabs on possessions very well for about a four-year period of time. The Russian disinformation campaign. Disinformation from the Russians. Putin is trying very hard to spread disinformation about... Oh, did you see him squeeze his hand real hard like that? Mm. Yeah. Joe Biden. The Biden campaign says this is Russian disinformation. There's overwhelming evidence that the Russians are engaged. Russians are engaged. It's a Russian plan. Russian disinformation. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend Rudy Gianni. So could have been yours. Of course, certainly. Oh, that's hot. That's hot. <laughs> History will expose you all as fools and useful idiots for the Russians. <laughs> the idiocy. The sheer idiocy. <laughs> 50 former intelligence officials signed on to a letter yesterday saying that the New York tabby.substack.com is where you can find this and watch uh, the rest of the video. We'll, we'll actually, we'll go through it. It's, it's so great. Post story about Hunter Biden's emails has all of the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation campaign. Russia Giuliani. Don't trust anything that he's telling you. This is Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation campaign. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation campaign. Russian disinformation meant to harm our democracy. Disinformation by the Russians. The fruits of a foreign intelligence operation. Hard of that bigger Russian disinformation effort. A Russian intelligence operation. Connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. Linked to a foreign intelligence operation. Connected to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. Tied to an ongoing Russian disinformation effort. Connected to a Russian disinformation campaign. Linked to a foreign intelligence operation. Likely coming from Russian intelligence. Two people familiar with the matter told NBC News. We now know that Russian disinformation or foreign disinformation or even this, you know, campaign disinformation period is as dangerous to our democracy as anything exposed in these emails. Thanks. Thanks, bro. Good job. Good job. Okay. well, that's only the start of it, believe it or not. So the the laptop and and that was part of the strategy right is anybody that touches this stuff ban them to to basically cool the story off so it doesn't be go, go as viral like they contain and get rid of accounts that are talking about it and wipe out their audiences so they have to start over right or go to another platform or whatever which 
It's what a lot of them are doing and why they're getting bigger and bigger because of all of this censorship that's happening. So that's come out and they can't contain it anymore. Now, why the New York Times came out and acknowledged this finally, the timing, is there something going on behind the scenes? Like, oh, you want the deal? Okay, well, here's the deal. On this date, you're going to go out and acknowledge, you're going to release a story that acknowledges the laptop is real. Okay. Now, another thing to point out here, these guys, this is Jack Maxley. He's one of the guys who got, uh, I think, the first copy or an early copy from the, I think the repair shop guy gave it to him. But, you know, he's had this thing. And this is from July 8th, 2021. So last summer, almost a year ago. Senator Grassley and the Judiciary Committee now have their very own copy of Hunter Biden's laptop. No hiding now. Delivered half an hour ago. Signed for by Bell. Demand justice. <laughs> so, well, how's that going? I mean, the government's very good. They, they've monopolized justice. They have a whole department. So clearly, they've gone through this and, and taken action on it in the last year. Huh, Jack? <laughs> no. There's no justice. Just us is how that's actually pronounced. Now this. Post and CBS. So we have these emails. So Clarence Thomas has been at home. And it's come out some text messages between Justice Thomas's wife, who's apparently messaging with the clerks and so forth, and Mark Meadows this morning on Fox. What are they talking about or what's she talking about watermarked ballots military white house white hat sting operation the biden crime family military tribunals and getmo does this sound familiar has obtained a batch of text messages that Ginny thomas a conservative activist and the wife of supreme court justice clarence thomas sent after the election to mark meadows then the white house chief of staff some of her texts involve wild theories Watermark ballots <laughs> in over 12 states have been part of a huge Trump and military white hat sting operation. And Biden crime family and ballot fraud co-conspirators, elected officials, bureaucrats, social media censorship mongers, fake stream media reporters, etc., are being arrested and detained for ballot fraud right now in over coming days and will be living in barges off Gitmo to face military tribunals for sedition. Now, that's the wife of a Supreme Court justice saying that. Molly, Ginny Thomas obviously has a career separate from her husband, but there's been a media uproar since uh, Bob Woodward and Robert Costa disclosed these texts because you do have the wife of a Supreme Court justice talking to the Trump White House about overturning the election and passing on some false information about all these people who are gonna be facing military tribunals that are gonna be held on barges at Gitmo. Your take. Well, it's kind of, it's certainly newsworthy that these messages were released by a political committee at the House to reporters, and it's worthy of being covered. But it is a little weird how it's being covered, particularly because everyone's saying that this means that Justice Thomas has to recuse himself from any cases involving anything about election issues. That's ludicrous. So it's another maneuver to get him out of the way, apparently. They've known about this, released it finally. And it's just a maneuver. Now, what else is going on? Well, there's other maneuvers. Trump is suing Hillary Clinton. And uh, Cash Patel has an interesting theory on why that's happening. 
Donald Trump filed a lawsuit yesterday. Yeah, and it's probably um, – hopefully he's not listening. It's his best one yet. No. Oh, is that um, right? I think so. It's the most conclusive, comprehensive lawsuit. It's basically if you took the Russiagate investigation which Jevin and I ran and looked at it from a criminal perspective, what Donald Trump has done is said, okay, how do I encompass everyone from Comey, Clinton, Clapper, Brennan, and all the whole DNC crew on down? How do I get them civilly in federal court? And the way you do it is you utilize this thing called RICO, Racketeering Enforcement and Corrupt Organizations. We used to prosecute gangs under RICO yes, statutes criminally. Yes, cartels. You're right. Um, but what people, most people don't realize is RICO also has a civil function. So what he did was he took the RICO statute, which is permissible under by law, and said these guys orchestrated the largest criminal enterprise in U.S. history, but I'm suing them on my civil side of the house for, I don't know, $75 million. The whole point, right, is to get to discovery. Yes. Well, then also civil can lead to criminal. Absolutely. It can. But I think John Durham's got that covered. We can talk about that later. But I think what, what the president wanted to focus on was finally say, I'm not going after onesies and twosies here. I'm bringing everybody in, one federal lawsuit. Everybody's got to go to the table as a defense. So just being objective, do you think this has a chance of yes. – Walk us through why, because, I mean, we've just kind of been so used to be cynical. Sure. Right? And, and, you know, we've been we, you know, we, we talk about how hard it is for defamation and when you get deplatformed right. and all that. This is totally different animal. What he did was figure out a way uh, with his team of lawyers to say, OK, how can we encompass everybody? And the only real way to do that is RICO. But is there a way to hold them accountable under that statute civilly? RICO permits that both monetarily with judgments north of 100 million dollars, which he doesn't really care about. But if you find them at fault, that can lead to criminal charges. I don't know why I just stopped there. So that looks like a well-timed maneuver all of a sudden to take them down, to force them, force more dirty laundry out into the open and further expose what's been happening, that the entire government has been co-opted by these criminal gangs. And no, getting the right people in there is not going to fix it. Sorry, guys. Hate to break it to you. Okay. Uh, let's see. We're going to go, I think, back to here. Wait. Nope. That's it. And we're all done. There you go. Uh, shorter show tonight, but I didn't have as much time to prepare. I think that we covered some good stuff. We need to like start having a serious conversation, uh, you know, about this stuff and what the potential risks are and like, what do we do about it and how do we maybe mitigate it? And at least at the very least start having scientists and researchers doing studies to determine like, how bad is it right now? We're in the, uh, they're still clinging on to the idea that, uh, you know, they can get away with this thing that they don't have to acknowledge it. And I think that chapter is rapidly coming to a close and there's going to be a lot of anger and then, okay, what, what do we do about it? Is there anything we can do to help? And that's the phase I think that we're moving into. And it looks like things are starting to really fall apart for the, for the regime, for uh, the normies, for society. Because this is going to have massive, massive impacts, right? If you haven't seen The Handmaiden's Tale or Children of Men, 
might be good to watch those because that might be the kind of world our children are going to inherit thanks to what they've done with uh, these criminal governments and pharmaceutical cartels that the government's effectively created, right? Like they were to protect us and so forth, and they've just been co-opted and turned into a weapon that's being used against us. And the saddest part is that people still haven't realized it and figured it out yet. We need to change that. I'm Sam I am. We'll catch you on next broadcast. Thanks, everybody. Can't see what's happening by now, then you're blind. They said it was to save lives, yeah, that was a lie. The writing's on the wall, man. Can't you see the signs? Now they're coming for the children. They just crossed the line. They said just give it time. Only three weeks and it will all be fine. They want you tuned in to that TV every night so that they can implant fear deeply in your mind. Now in order to defeat them, yo, we need to unite. The Ministry of Truth has taken over. There's a reason that they chose Corona. Yeah, Corona means crown, work it out. Man, it's all symbolism from the beginning. They told you, a virus to the mind. Infecting your thoughts, but enough is enough Now we're saying no more, we see the Trojan horse at the door This is war, we can't ignore the call Big brother's gonna fall, yeah we gotta light the torch for humanity Cause 1984 wasn't fantasy George Orwell was warning what the plan would be Now you can see it all in their strategy Yeah, they wanna call us conspiracy theorists But right now we're the ones that are seeing the clearest This is social engineering, how many alarm bells have to ring before people start to hear them serious ah can't you see this is deliberate they hand out sanitizers and masks but not vitamins mcdonald's stayed open same time the gyms didn't the only pandemic is cognitive dissonance yeah this is totalitarian people are waking up so they need to keep scaring them declaring new waves and new variants they got tricks up their sleeves so we gotta be prepared for them they choose what the facts are with their propaganda we know what their plans are so they won't get that far nah you don't have to be pythagoras to see that this ain't adding up how much until you've had enough ah right now it's the last straw yeah they're slowly bringing in their passports it's been leading to this from the start time to look into your heart now and choose what you stand for it's the dehumanization of the nation erasing the basic foundations of human relations the emergence of apartheid creating segregation that's the road that they're paving because if you're not jabbed then it's you that they're blaming it's you that is dangerous mass manipulation coercing you to get penetrated what's the difference between that and a rapist i think their plot's got some holes they want you to follow rules but they don't it's a joke now it's coming to the end of the road it's a fight for our souls how much of your life have they already stole and how much more will they try to how much will you turn a blind eye to roll up your sleeve and get a free donut to eat can't you see they're trying to bribe you What's really in that concoction? How many adverse reactions till we stop this? How many must die for power, lies and profits? I refuse to just stand by watching, no, that is not an option. What if that was your kid? Maybe then you would start talking. Maybe then you'd see the point. The children need a voice. We need to fight for their future before it's destroyed.